welcome to what's new on the scene. Today I'm chatting with the Gudangs. Would you like to introduce yourselves and the origin story of your band? Tom. (laughs) 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 Well, my name's Tom. I'm uh, the bass player in the Gudangs. I'm also the newest member of the Gudangs. So being a part of these guys, ooh, what would we be now? I feel like it's been six months or something, maybe a bit longer. Yeah, I think just over six months. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, this is the first kind of, like, band that I've been in. And, yeah, the boys were, like, awesome enough to to welcome me in and done a few gigs. And it's the first time I've, like, played, uh, like, live music. So, yeah, a lot of new experiences. And um, <clears throat> in terms of the, the question, is this, like, the origin of the Goudangs or the origin of, like, my musical tastes? I guess your music journey to you becoming part of the band and I guess okay, cool. you know, how the bands, you know, progressed over, you know, a period of time as well. Yeah, well, I might leave the um, the trajectory of the Gudangs and the Gudangs story to the founding member. But, um, <laughs> to the father. <laughs> to the father, yeah. <laughs> to Darth. Um, so, <laughs> no, that's the baby. <laughs> the father of Darth. So um, my, my little background is um, I actually started playing guitar uh when i was around uh 16 um so i was always interested in music but parents were kind of not so it was hard to pick up an instrument um so the deal was if i play a ukulele for a year i might get a guitar i did that it worked out uh and then um yeah kind of just played around since then um did a bit in high school and then yeah just um hadn't owned a bass or picked up a bass um, but the transition was pretty fun and um, I really enjoyed um, the, like the uniqueness that comes with being um, like playing the bass. It's, it's a lot different to the guitar, but there's still some similarities. Um, and yeah, it's pretty much my little origin story. And he's really good. <laughs> and, and maybe, maybe. He'd never say that, but he's, he's fucking really good. So, wow. <laughs> Should we yeah. move like in, in line or do you want to go Link? Yeah, I'm Link and I play the dumb skins. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> he's, he's also really good. <laughs> Maybe. I <laughs> uh, appreciate it. But... When did you start? Um, I can't even remember, but I was pretty young. I just fucking, one of my dad's mates, just um, his good mate was a muso. So he like sort of introduced me to... Um, playing the drums so i just ended up jamming with a bunch of old dudes <laughs> <laughs> playing at pubs and shit Cobbers, yeah. Into it. so yeah playing some pub rock with the oldies how good that's a rite of passage surely some everyone from some every like band has got someone who did that i'd hope yeah. just went to town with their old boys yeah. <laughs> just out in the heavenlands of strad <laughs> um Origin story of my music, I guess, for me, I started in a band actually with Tom, like, we're back in high school, because we were really big on, like, I guess, the whole screamo, hardcore side of things. I don't know if Tom was as big. (laughs) Not at all. I was a huge fan, but um, Tom played guitar and I did, like, screaming sort of vocals sort of thing. So um, I bought, like, a PA system. We got, like, probably, I want to say, I want to say we did it for, like, a month max yeah. and then the cops came and told us to shut it down and then i didn't use it and i was like oh fuck i spent like a grand on all this like pa gear that i'm never going to use and then 10 years later started using it again which was rad started playing guitar when i was about 20 sort of thing and just did some solo like acoustic things and met a few boys and started band and just sort of went from there so no, it's been really fun what type of music do you create as a band and are there any new instruments that you want to learn? I think it was pretty hard to like put our whole sort of sound into a specific genre. Especially now that we've got, I guess, like with with Tom mentoring the band as well, there's some different sort of stuff compared to what we were writing, I suppose. Like it was like listening to our EP from last year, it's like kind of more loosely based around that kind of grunge rock sort of style things like that's always been my kind of bread and butter in terms of what I've been inspired by um since Tom sort of joined it's kind of pushed us a bit more like I want to I want to say it's just like there's a little bit more sort of technicality happening now which is like 
really good for the music, really difficult for me to play, but it's, yeah. <laughs> it's still, it's been really good. How have you been coping with that? Yeah, I'm struggling. <laughs> <laughs> just pushing you. It's, uh, but it's been a good, uh, I think it's been good to actually do that. Yeah, I noticed like stepping in, it was almost like doing a bunch of covers. So when I came in, there was already material and like songs written. And so um, I'd say like between seven to 10 songs was kind of just like, um, keeping what was there and it was almost like doing a cover and then um yeah just slowly and over time we've kind of um been sleeping his way in yeah, yeah a bit more a bit more liberty to kind of be like push different ideas and just like things like changing the length of the song or the structure um but yeah i'd say the the whole grunge rock a uh, little bit of punk kind of thing yeah. is is how i describe um the initial good name stuff yeah i'm yeah. more grunge than anything Mm. yeah now it's sort of it's like a bit of grunge that you just jam a bit of tool in there i guess <laughs> just like a, a smidge of tool just peppered on top of it yeah <laughs> and I, I was kind of surprised like there's almost like a, a funk element too i wouldn't say i'm particularly into funk but um there's definitely like uh instrumental bits or little riffs that um a lot of people say oh you know like that that would fit into like a funk kind of genre or category mm. kind of thing um, no, so, yeah. funky jam funky jam yeah. <laughs> I haven't well I have it works in a while <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. yeah I think that's it <laughs> my question yeah. was there a moment where you decided that music was what you wanted to do as a career or even you know as, on the side as a bit of a hobby oh, what's that I'm on I'm going to have to hand it over for a bit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> who, I mean, uh, who in their right mind wouldn't want to be like a career sort of musician? I suppose it's pretty rad, but... I honestly never thought it was like possible when I was like younger. I was like, that's like, I don't know, those people don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> There's aliens. celebrities. I don't think I could ever make it. It's, yeah, it's a funny one, that. It's, um, I guess like for me, it was, it's kind of never been like, I'm going to make, a full living out of it or anything like that but it's just more so been I guess opportunities that have popped up for me with like just from getting your first paid gig and all that sort of stuff and that's that's kind of just driven me to kind of keep going it's never been like a goal that I thought I want to do this it's just sort of things have popped up and it's sort of like as they pop up you kind of set the bar a bit further and you kind of push yourself in that sense as well but um it's yeah I mean I don't know anybody who wouldn't want to be like a full career musician but um yeah it's yeah what do you think Tom um I mentioned before I had to play the ukulele for a year and that would determine if you know I'd actually be allowed to get an instrument kind of thing um so my family was like pretty against the whole idea of being a musician um not only in terms of just like playing an instrument but um, the idea of like turning into a career was like a crazy kind of thing um and so I don't know, there's kind of like a kind of black sheep mentality or like... You're going to hail Satan. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, like Jack Black in Tenacious D kind of thing. <laughs> yes. uh, just being like, now nah, I'm going to do what I want kind of thing. This is what I enjoy. Um, but I wouldn't say I, I, um, I've considered this as like a career. It's kind of just like, this is something I know I'm going to do for the rest of my life. And um, if it turns into like the primary focus and like a career, then sick, awesome. Like, that'd be amazing kind of thing. Uh, but either way, like I'm always going to be playing music and yeah. There's like heaps of other rewards that come of just doing it, I guess. So it's like just the act of being able to go out and play anywhere in front of like strangers, people you know, like all your friends, everything. It's the, it is like one of the best feelings ever, I guess. So that's how I would sum it up. It's just you do it as a love thing, I guess. So yeah. What styles of music do you listen to? I have a pretty extensive range. Uh, <laughs> you've got a ridiculously extensive range. Yeah. I was never literally anything that, like, I don't know, literally everything. That's my answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got, got Frank Zappa. You've definitely got the Beatles. You've got... Yeah. You like a lot of really cool um, kind of Aussie folk stuff too. Yeah. I've actually been into a lot of um, country music of late. <laughs> which is, um, yeah, I listen to that probably more than anything now. Bring it back. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I used to hate country music. Too. I was like, this is shit. <laughs> and now I find myself loving it. What's going on? Yeah, and I guess styles that I listen to would be like, I love that kind of like stoner rock stuff, like Caius, Queens of the Stone Age, all that sort of stuff. Um, really huge fan of like that 
silver chair, like frog stomp sort of era, more than Nirvana sort of Seattle grunge stuff. Um, and I also love like really hardcore kind of stuff. Like I mean, this is like Kubla Khan and a bit of Parkway Drive and stuff like that as well. And a bit of Void of Vision, some kind of other stuff. But, yeah. Um, I tend to tool. <laughs> Listen <laughs> <Yeah>. to tool. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit, um, gender, I don't know, like, uh, I can always get around, like, you know, your generic pop song, um, but I really enjoy kind of doing your weird 15-minute songs, whether it is, like, a, you know, tool song or um, just random things like, um, a lot of, like, classical music um, and, like, folk, so John Butler Tree, for example, I guess, and um, I guess just the weirder it is sometimes the better like i'll find myself in like a rabbit hole on youtube and it's like russian hip-hop dubstep and I'm, like, yeah, this is, I'm like this <laughs> is sick. yeah oh, yeah, yeah. Drag, just just hole. like take wherever the algorithm you know go wherever, wherever the algorithm takes me kind of thing um and then end up listening to like mushuga or something like that some swedish death metal it's like three in the morning yeah or a bit of psych <laughs> trance whatever yeah yeah it's a bit of everything you can cut that to everything. <laughs> <laughs> Who are your musical influences? My man, Frank Zappa. <laughs> He's a bit of a freak. Not a lot of people like, actually listen to Frank Zappa, I don't think. Like, none of my friends like, really have ever listened to it. Have you ever listened to Frank Zappa? <laughs> no, not yet. I listened yeah. to it like once when you told me who he was. Yeah. And I didn't... He's a bit of a freak, honestly. <laughs> but like, he's just—he's actually like probably the most intelligent person I've ever like had the, like ever listened to talk. Like, he's pretty like crazy, like intelligent. <laughs> I um, <laughs> sorry, it's got lost in Tom's eyes there. <laughs> I think well, um, that story. Or... <laughs> I think um, it's musical influences, isn't it? It's, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. You got me, Tom. Just, uh, <laughs> you, go, you go. You go. Right. You go. Um, I guess like the, the, the top three. So with like the guitar backgrounds, for some reason, um, there's an artist called Buckethead. And so have you heard of him? No. No. Okay. He's that. Uh, no one has. Um, <laughs> he's, uh, he's an American guitarist purely all instrumental that's the guy um so just like crazy shredder kind of guy um and then essentially like super prolific in the amount of material he puts out so i think he stopped calling albums albums but calls them pikes and there's about 10 songs per pike and he's up to like number 300 and something so he pretty much releases like a song a day almost it's pretty crazy um, I haven't listened to everything because there's too much to go through. Um, but yeah, back when I played guitar, that was probably the main influence. And then um, the first gig I ever went to was John Butler Trio. So there's, he's, he's in there somewhere. I'm almost like, I don't know, part of me is like, that's my uh, little teen self. That was the first kind of musician that I really got around. I think Zebra came out, the video clip for that by John Butler Trio. And that was my kind of like little insight into music so he was he was a big influence early on uh and then yeah obviously there's a little bit of tool in there <laughs> a <Yeah>. little bit <laughs> just every day <laughs> i think um my musical influences are probably like i guess dave Grohl is just for me i love like listening to him talk about music i love listening to all these projects that he's in he's got like a really epic way of just projecting like how passionate he is about everything it's just um like I watched like a Hot Ones episode of him eating hot wings, which is also a really good series. It's hilarious. But um, he just kills it. But he talks about like drummers and how you can kind of like identify a drummer in the first 10 seconds of any track by their feel and how you could like present them like sheet music and it's always going to be different based on their feel and how like how important that kind of factor is as well rather than just like technicality and just like straight kind of musicianship like feels a really underrated sort of key component in a lot of people sort of ask them, I think. So probably Dave Grohl for me. Yeah. Grohl stuff. <laughs> what is your favourite album and song of all time? <laughs> That's tough, isn't it? Four. <laughs> yeah. How do you even answer that? Hey, that's crazy. I reckon my favourite album is Songs for the Deaf by Queens of the Stone Age. That's just a 
I can whack that on any day, any time, and get through that and just love it. It's epic. But song is a really hard one. I don't really know. I don't know if there is just one song. Like I'm, I've been really liking some sort of new silver chair, like across the night out of that like later sort of album they did on Straight Lines. It's like when they got a little bit more sort of, a bit more sort of flamboyant, a bit more out there. But there's just some. My favorite part of that song is like this key change that happens like towards the end of it, and it just sounds super super tidy. So that's probably one of my favorites at the minute. I suppose. What's that? What's that song? Across the night. Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. Um, favorite album for me would probably be Lateralist by Tool. Um, I'm surprised. <laughs> Shock, <laughs> shocking. I know. Who would have thought? Uh, and song. Yeah, I think it depends on like the, the I, know, I guess like the stage of life I'm in and, and mood and, and what else is happening around. And it's a big influence into what it is because it does, it does change. Um, so I guess at the moment, um, there's a song by <laughs> uh, Lil Peep, R.I.P., uh, <laughs> called uh, um, Awful Things. So, yeah, that's probably the number one song at the moment. Um, Favourite album, I reckon, probably, there's a live album I found randomly on uh, Spotify, a live album of um, The Grateful Dead, which was in, like, 1977, I think. So yeah, that's just like a live album that I can listen to like a lot, which is like yeah, pretty crazy album. And favorite song of all time? It's Ghost by the Good Age. I would probably say um, "Girl from the North Country," which is a song by Bob Dylan and um, Johnny Cash. Mm. Johnny Cash, my man. Yeah, <laughs> I might depending on the mood. Uh, Sometimes Johnny Cash Hurt is my number one song. Oh, yeah. Ooh, that's a good. ripper too. That is a good one. What is the band's creative process like and what advice would you give others to improve their songwriting and performance at their gigs? That's a bit of a joined question now, isn't it? I think yeah, maybe. Like, mainly like our songs come from just like, like a little idea, like just a riff or whatever. And then we'll just record that riff and then... Like we'll all sort of try and work on it at home. And then when we come around to practice, we just add like other parts to that riff, I guess. And then sometimes yeah. accidents happen and they sound really <laughs> yeah. good as yeah. well. Yeah. <laughs> it's like this is really epic app that we use called BandLab. And it's like it's a platform you can record like tracks on and you can send them to each other. And that that way, like so Tom will send through like a, a vocal, like or not a vocal track, like a a kind of scratch track of some guitar and some bass and stuff or it'll just send like a, a riff through we all kind of get it we figure out what we want to do with it and build on it we can send it back as well with other stuff edited to it and kind of send demos back and forth that's been i think that's been pretty handy because i mean you can get in a room together and just like you're like oh yeah here's my idea and then if you haven't kind of had a bit to work on it you kind of can waste a bit of time just kind of fluffing around trying to figure it out if that makes sense whereas if you're if you have time to focus on your own with what you've been given and can kind of collaborate that way, I personally think that I work a lot better that way. But everyone's different as well. So I feel like Link just goes, yeah, and just smashes out <laughs> some hectic fills and just kills it. But Yeah, I think um, BandLab's amazing. Like it allows like a riff to turn into a song and you don't necessarily have to meet up. And when we do, it's like it's it sets like a the roads laid out kind of thing like we're not starting from scratch there's almost like the idea of a song and maybe even like a structure and then it's kind of like playing around with less variables because there's a lot to kind of work with kind of thing um and i think before that before like somebody goes on band lab um speaking like for myself it's usually i'll use a looper so say if there's a riff i'll just kind of play that and decide if that might be like something that's better suited for guitar or it might even be like a melody for vocals or something or, or bass and then just essentially <laughs> sit down without put it on loop and go insane and <laughs> and, and, and figure out like is this a, <laughs> is it a verse is it a chorus um is it a solo kind of thing um get a feel for like what it is um and i guess it's like a a kind of like emotional component sometimes with it so like i'll come up with a riff and um that'll come from like 
uh, an emotional basis. So it's not just like, oh, here's a cool riff in like the pentatonic scale and like I'm just going to like work with this. It's kind of like uh, I might like feel a certain way, sit down and just like start noodling away and then something comes out of that. And then um, sometimes it's like a, a long process, like I'll record something, put it up on Dan Lab, and I might not like um, look at it for like a couple of months. And then all of a sudden I'll listen back to it or remember it. And it's kind of like having a little vault of riffs and ideas. And um, like a good example is like there's a song where there's three different riffs and the timeline between those riffs was probably a total of nearly a year um so yeah it's kind of andy like band loves amazing you can kind of go back in time and be like oh that's right there was that riff i wrote like nine months ago and i can put that with this one i just came up with like last night kind of thing so yeah and then yeah i'll um upload that and, and show it to the other guys and then yeah um it kind of starts off with just yeah maybe like a basic minute recording and then yeah turns into something like a song yeah i want to go back to that emotional component as well tom that you were talking about because i guess writing lyrics and writing songs as well like it's sort of there's been so many times i sit down and i think of like i think i'm writing a song about a specific feeling or something and then like as i'm finishing it it kind of changes and then like you write a song and then other stuff happens and it kind of changes meaning it's weird like you can almost write things about multiple experiences in a way and it just all kind of blends together into one thing, I suppose. Like you might have one general emotion in mind. You might start writing about one specific thing and then other stuff might happen. It just kind of molds into this other kind of thing as well. So it, like from that emotional standpoint anyway, it sort of, it all kind of varies and changes and evolves too. So. Yeah, and it can change too. Like I might have a particular idea for a song and then Link jumps on and like turns it up to 11 kind of thing. And then what I thought was <laughs> going to be- Well, there you Well, yeah, he's going to say anything, but like what I originally envisioned of being like, kind of like a slow melodic kind of melody or like, um, what was the word? Just, yeah, like something that could be quite chill kind of turns into like a really strong, like upbeat, um, sometimes heavy like song. Um, so it's really cool to present an idea and then it turns into something else. Um, and I guess in, to, to answer the second half of the question, um, to improve songwriting and performance, number one, Band Lab. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sponsor us. Um, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it just makes it so much easier. Um, and in terms of performance, um, I think engagement is huge. Like, um, <laughs> like, for example, there's the guitarist in Tool, and if you watch any of the live videos, he doesn't like head bob at all. He doesn't walk around the stage. Uh, he's like, doesn't smile. Um, and like, obviously they're super successful. They're selling out arenas and everything. So like he can get away with not engaging and uh, being animated. But um, personally, I like really enjoy watching a band when they're like having a good time. Going going off. Off. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so I think just have fun would be the tip, I guess. And gig as much as you can, because you like, I, even now, like you get so nervous, like starting and doing like performing, but then like once you're doing it, it's, it's a completely different thing. And you just almost have to throw yourself out there and just kind of let go of everything and just enjoy it. And I think if you enjoy it, other people will enjoy it a lot more as well. So just get out there and get as many gigs as you can and enjoy yourself, I suppose. So. What is the best advice you've been given by a mentor, a collaborator, or even your friends and family about succeeding with your music? I don't reckon anyone's given me advice. <laughs> <laughs> don't. I reckon probably the best advice. Well, I'll give some advice. Right? <laughs> so I reckon yeah. the best advice is just, jamming with your friends like that's simple as that just like jamming i can back that that yeah. makes that yeah. makes sense yeah. just yeah get in a room <laughs> few beers <laughs> whatnot and start jamming <laughs> and soon there'll be flavors stirring in that pot <laughs> yeah nice um i reckon hmm, i'm thinking about it <laughs> <laughs> I, I honestly just think the best advice I've had was just to go and just enjoy yourself and relax. I think if you're like talking to my guitar, like tutor about all of it and he just says like, Oh, like just think about while you're playing, like just think about like how you're doing it. Think about the audience, but also like try to loosen up and don't tense up and kind of overdo it because it's, 
at the end of the day, like back to kind of what we said before, you, you're out there to have fun and everyone like needs to have fun with you kind of thing. So I think that's all part of just being relaxed up there and enjoying it at the time. So it's probably the best advice I've had. Mm, yeah, I don't think I've actually had any advice or if I had, it's been advice not to do music. <laughs> going to be in the opposite direction. But um, I guess my like perspective and belief in it is um, just do what you love kind of thing and you'll get good at it. And what I think... A lot of people, a lot of artists, once they get to a certain level, they're so good at something that there's got to be someone out in the world who's going to enjoy what they produce and what they make kind of thing. So if you just keep um, enjoying what you're doing, like everything else will follow. I think the most important thing is to um, enjoy the process kind of thing uh, and everything else will kind of fall into place. Who have been the most influential people in your life that have helped you achieve your dreams and aspirations? on to that, boys. <laughs> uh, definitely my partner who's in the other room right now, probably studying, doing something. I don't know what she's doing, but hey, Tegan. Hey, Tegan. <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's, um, she's been epic, like just the most supportive sort of person you can really have, which is, I think, one of the most important parts of just of doing anything that you love is having that sort of support. So just um, like her, like all, the, all my mates and friends that'll come and watch us at gigs and just kind of help us out with all that. Anyone that kind of helps us out buying merch from us and all that stuff. It's, it's a pretty like surreal sort of feeling. And it's, you just, yeah, you've just got to really appreciate all the people that kind of help you out in that sense. Cause it's, um, it's a big thing, like being like a local band and having someone come up and tell you that they like your stuff and just seeing people like, yeah, just enjoying what you're doing. It's like, yeah, no, it's epic, but definitely like my family and yeah, my partner for sure. Good answer. <laughs> <laughs> Stole the word from me. Uh, uh, but I reckon, honestly, just your mates like, showing up to your gigs. Like every time, like a lot of people have had like the same shit over and over, and they're still there, like, just supporting you, having a good time. Mm, yeah. Which is good to see. Like they're there to like support you. So I'd say mates just turn up and having a good time for you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Going, going crazy in the crowd. That's happened, I think, at two shows. Like, <laughs> a fucking strange request from the crowd. <laughs> the other gang telling me to get my dick out and play the drums with my dick. <laughs> yeah, it happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, not bad enough for that. Eh? Um, you know, I think it's, yeah, that's, that's what it's all about. Like, I can sit in a room and I'm happy to, like, play music and only I'll ever hear it, but it's amazing and, like, um i guess the most supportive and like inspirational part comes when i'm like at a gig and i'm like oh you know like these are people having a good time they might not be like fully like listening to exactly what's going on kind of thing but like the fact that you know i can help them have like a fun time and they have a good night kind of thing and they're out supporting what we're doing kind of thing um yeah so i'd say the fans like the better one uh, and also the boys that are next to me they're pretty bad mm. yeah Tom makes me play hard stuff, which sucks. But, <laughs> and and Lee's also really good at the dumb skin stuff. <laughs> what are some of the things that I guess each of you do and then also collectively as a band to make sure that you're focused on what it is that you want to achieve in music and then you've got any other life goals that you want to achieve as well? Write a fucking list of <laughs> shit you want to do. That's that's the biggest one. Oh, yeah, I've got a long list. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, if you're not like thinking about it every day, then like, good luck. You got to just write your little list and try to tick boxes. It's the most satisfying feeling ever. <laughs> that's my that's my tip to everybody. Write a goddamn list and tick boxes. Yeah, I feel like I used to be doing that sort of thing. And I've sort of lost my way with that. I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> like, my grass is getting long. Like, she's just, I'm getting on there. Eh? I, I need to catch up. Right, some of Pull it together. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I find in, in terms of music, it, it just, it's just a constant. Like, it's always there. So, um, in terms of um, being kept accountable, cannibal to myself it's not really a problem because like almost uh every day or like every second day i'm i'm doing something where it's just like listening to music or writing something or talking to the boys about like um music related things um and i guess life in general um yeah just kind of like 
having fun and and I think every day you should be improving kind of thing. You should learn something every day um, or at least the concept of like, you know, you, you leave something better than you found it. So whether it's a stranger or someone at work or um, a housemate or a family member or friend, um, yeah, looking for improvement in in all aspects kind of thing. You're just a superhuman, Tom. Super, <laughs> superman. Super dude. <laughs> what are some of the things that you like to do outside of the band? Um, <laughs> I reckon um, long walks on the beach. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly what you like to do. <laughs> um, honestly, I just like getting out into the nature and doing a, um, you know, just having a wander in the nature. Do you mean and, um, <laughs> with a beer and um, camping? I love camping. I reckon that's probably my favorite thing, other than music in this world. Yeah, like how good is camping? Pretty good, mate. Just perched up, having a beer. <laughs> there it is. I knew this. <laughs> Eating some mushrooms and Nicole's <laughs> <laughs> kind, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, that's my answer, camping. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are some things I like to do? Um, yeah, I guess just learning. Um, it doesn't really matter what it is. Like, it could be useless information or like just how things work, um, learning about people. Um, I don't really spend that much time looking at like uh, the music industry or how things work in terms of music. But um, yeah, like whether it's things related to work or um other people's interests I, I find like very interesting so you know like i'll learn so much from someone who has like a different view of the world and what like they do on like their days off kind of thing um so i guess finding out what's out there is what i like to do outside of music well, like what else there is you're a wise man tom it's very wise <laughs> i like i like going surfing and, and those long walks on the beach and mushrooms, <laughs> etc. Can touch on yeah. I've been meaning to pick up surfing for like five years now. <laughs> we need to do a band surfing camping yeah. trip. Yeah, I actually we we're gonna do that this maybe year. I but... should go before you leave yourself up. Actually, a surfboard. You should definitely do that. You got a week. <laughs> right. That's it. I'm putting every penny towards it. <laughs> if you could only listen to three songs or albums for the rest of your life, what would they be and why? Three. <laughs> Come on, like, what, you got? Let, let well, like what other two albums are there? <laughs> so all, all, in terms of albums, all the two albums. Uh, but I'm going to go with songs instead of albums, just make it a bit more specific. Um, there is a classical piece that I don't know what it is, but, like, I just love it. Um, it's called The Lark Ascending by Wagner Williams. Um, so that's number one. Number two, uh, oh, Earth, Wind and Fire, um, or September, the song. Wow. Um, that's, I didn't pick you for a Earth, Wind and Fire, boy. That's, that's a great song. Just uh, that'll pick me up. Yeah. And um, oh, I probably shouldn't mention a tall song. <laughs> um, it goes for an entire lifetime, <laughs> 30-plus minutes. Um, no, actually, we've got left field uh, for me. And there's a song that I don't know what it was, but when I listened to it the first time, I was kind of like, this would be really cool to do for the rest of my life in terms of being a musician. Uh, and that was What You Want to Say by Jumbo Trigger. So that's number three. Very rad. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to go with albums because I... I thoroughly enjoy going through like an entire piece like that. But um, it's definitely Songs for the Deaf by Queens of the Stone Age. That's just epic. Um, that's just, for me, I can listen to all those songs and just love them to death. Um, and I have listened to them to death as well. Um, is that the next one? I've been really getting into, oh, really, it's King for a Day, Full for a Lifetime by... Um, Oh, why well, can't I remember the name of the band right now? Oh my God. I've just been going full album mode and not no. Faith No More. Yeah. yeah, that's been really good. It's just so much variety in it. Um, you can listen to that and you've got like pretty like hardcore kind of punk stuff going on. And then like you've just got this really cool jazzy stuff happening. It just has a pretty broad sort of um, 
field going on there. And then Lucas Nelson and Promises of Real have a really good album as well. And I can't remember the name of it, but I think it might be their self-titled one. It's um that's a country album. It's Willie Nelson's son. It's so good. It's like I saw him at Blues Fest a couple of years ago and he's just an absolute wizard. So definitely those those three, I reckon, just to broaden it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. I reckon anything by the Slingers, a band from um, Melbourne. Um, I really binged on that, all their songs, like, for probably three months straight. And I was like, can't get sick of this. <laughs> so anything from the Slingers and... Um, Maybe, gee, I don't know. I'm going to have to skip that question. Can I add one for him? <laughs> I can, add, can I add two for him? <laughs> There's two local bands that I've pretty much picked as like they're my favourite sort of local guys. It's the Headness that do, they've got an album that's just, um, it's called Terrible Things, I think, or Horrible Things or the other, but that album's so fun to listen to. I got that as a CD at the last O'Gary, like they just found it under the stage and they're like, oh, here's this. And I was like, what is this? And then we went away, me and my partner for ages and just played that the entire trip. It's epic. They're so good and they're just about to release some new stuff. The other local one is Bloody Hell. Their their album, I think it's some Australian Underground. That is insane. That's an insane local album. It's really good. I've listened to that probably a million times on Spotify since I found out it was out. But um, I'm keen to see them play more live shows and release more music. They're so good. Yeah. So I stole you off too. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, thanks, mate. If you were granted three wishes that would allow each of you to meet your three favourite celebrities or musicians, who would they be and why? Thank you, Anthony. I'd definitely say Frank Zappa because no. he is like, just the ins- most insane musician I've ever like heard or watched. So I definitely say Frank Zappa. And um, yeah, <laughs> you're gonna meet him three times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Frank Zappa three times. Yeah, <laughs> maybe you just get to meet them three times. Is that a rule? That's <laughs> you can meet them on three occasions. So one's like. At a gig, one's at the supermarket yeah. where you don't want to meet anyone, but you have to talk. So maybe that'd be cool to meet Frank Zappa yeah. at the supermarket. One's at oh, what do you got house. there, Frank? Get some yeah. pumpkin in there. It's yeah. nice that you make him for dinner. That'd be cool. Get it back in. Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like I'd be too retarded to like, <laughs> someone that like famous. Oh, no, I don't know. Starstruck. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, so you're still Weather. Mm. <laughs> um, number one would probably be uh, Nelson Mandela. I just think he's a cool dude. You know, I think it'd be really interesting to just sit down and have a chat with him and kind of get his perspective on the world. Um, number two would be the drummer from Tool, Danny Carey. Um, yeah. My respect. The alien. Um, yeah, I just think he's a weapon and um, I'd be like, really curious just to see what made him who he is in terms of a person but also a musician um because he's pretty unique in his technicality and like what he does um and the third person i think it'd be cool to go like back in time and, and talk to like a musician from like a few hundred years ago um so maybe like a classical composer for example um uh, yeah beethoven someone like that would be pretty interesting just to see what they're opinions on music are yeah mm. i'm definitely gonna go with dave Grohl three times <laughs> send send my vote that way definitely supermarket that's that's going to be a fantasy by now just bumping into dave Grohl at the supermarket yeah. i've seen him <laughs> where was i you didn't tell me at tara supermarket two minute noodles <laughs> I'm going Dave three times. Thank you. <laughs> what has been your favorite gig so far? Definitely the last one at the Seven Seas. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, yeah, was that was hilarious. Even though we like butchered the end of it pretty well. <laughs> it was. <laughs> we had this new song. We've we had we've had a few. Every time we play, we've had a new song, and like usually we've been pretty pretty good at keeping it together. This time there was like a couple of sound issues for us. Like we probably should have brought some extra gear. I couldn't hear shit. Yeah, we had to hear some things. And we got really lost like partway through 
like bits of that last one that was new, but I'm just looking at Tom freaking out. Like, we were probably I making, loved it. I loved it. We were I just making it. straight noise like, for I reckon 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love like it shouldn't happen, but I love looking around when we're all looking at each other knowing like the previous 10 seconds are wrong and then trying to bring it all back together kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. that, that like stress and awkwardness, that's one of my favorite things. I remember looking at you and I just started laughing. I, yeah. like, I just laughed when I panic. I'm like, oh God. But then, oh, but then afterwards I like asked some of the, the people in the crowd and I was like, oh, like, how was that last song? They're like, yeah, sick. And I was like, yeah, we fucked up a bunch. And they're like, did you like? We fooled them. Yeah, yeah. I actually found that a lot after I get these people saying how good it is. I'm like, like oh, I'm really so tight. surprised they actually like it. <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. We were missing like a but, whole verse. Yeah. Whole, like, <laughs> bit here. So I don't know shit as I think. <laughs> it's probably that or we played one at the Hamo not too long ago with... um. On the torpedoes, I was actually playing with him as well Lovely. at the time on base, and it was that was fun. Like that, that was, was yeah. that was with Mild West as well. That was really cool. That was another good one. But I reckon probably the last one was the best. Yeah, yeah for me it was actually because um, I guess it was still recent for me. This is all new. Was um, the first gig, so that was the Lasso Gallery, um, and I think mainly just because yeah, it was the first gig. That was that was a lot of fun, and so that one's still at the top for me. It's also the last. They don't yeah. count. They're always fun. Yeah, it's the funnest place <laughs> to play. Always, definitely favorite. The last. What is your favorite venue as a band? <laughs> uh, probably not the last. <laughs> My last answer. <laughs> <laughs> definitely the last. Like Dunny, Dunny's a legend. All the people that go there are legends. Uh, and like, that was uh, the only place we played at for like how long? I mean, that was, yeah, was like that was like our stomping ground yeah. for a little while there. No one wanted us but the lap. God bless. God bless. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, a rip of that one for sure. Yeah. What was your latest release and how was the recording and releasing process? So Tom, you have to take back bench, sorry, Buzz. I will. I was uh <laughs> I, I was on hiatus. <laughs> Just pre-hiatus. Yeah, pre no, like, no, was back with all we saying. Yeah, I guess that was, I reckon, like, being my first time, like, I reckon I was just kind of freaking out a bit, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I was, like, so worried about, like, just fucking everything up. Yeah, like, it was definitely good to do it, though, to get it out of the way and, like, obviously learn from it. Now I'm, like, a lot more pre prepared going into recording again, which is, um, yeah, like, definitely it's going to be better the next time we go to record. I, I guess, to be fair, the last thing we did was our EP, which is things we used to do. And that was um, that was going back like probably like I think nine or so months ago. Yeah, Maybe even while. It's yeah. coming up to like what since we recorded. Like released it like early last year. Right? June, I think it was. Yeah. But we had that and it was like we did that live. So we played everything, all the instruments like as a full unit, just recording all everything at once. And there was... We had everything we thought sorted and it was the weirdest thing ever. There was two songs out of the four that I was like, they're going to be really difficult. And there was two that were going to be super easy. We got in there, smashed out the really hard ones. And then the easy ones did my head in like you would not believe, like just would not come together. We played like, we'd play through it and like someone would like slip up and we're like, oh yeah, sorry, start again. Like it just felt so bad. Every one of us did that. With the guy we did it with, Matt, um legend. he was such a legend like going into like even ghost like the main sort of track off that ep you had to change the chorus yeah. when we got there because the dude's like hey like this is cool but like i think you should try this out so we're like oh yeah. fuck okay we're changing it so it's like changed it and that was a drummer too which helped a lot yeah and he was epic yeah, tuning me drums up insane so yeah definitely thankful for that for that um whole recording process because he was like the coolest dude about it and made like me feel heaps comfortable which was pretty good and I, I guess like the releasing process side of things still a complete novice in terms of like how to get the most out of your content and doing all that stuff because it's like I guess it's not like the old days you just record like a an album or like a an EP and just like throw the whole thing out there and sell your CDs and like sell them in big quantities people are consuming things a lot differently that they want kind of bigger hits so just after like singles generally they're not after like full length like some people are but like i feel like in the local scene you're not going to be selling as much full length sort of stuff as you will if you kind of really kind of use your content in a, in a smarter sort of way 
But um, that's just like all part of learning as well. Because like I said, we're just complete. We're kind of just winging everything we're doing, I suppose. So that's no, good. What is your dream venue that you want to play at? I don't think I have a dream venue. I've never actually thought about that. But actually, it would be pretty cool to play at like a huge amphitheater. Because, yeah, like imagine standing on that. Just a wave of humans. Just humans. On a, on a, like, yeah. <laughs> that would be pretty yeah. sick. But honestly, playing really small venues are probably like the most fun, really. Because everyone's just packed in there like sardines going in. I get to <laughs> pretty well every gig walk out and headbutt somebody. So it's <laughs> just straight up like there's always someone that just like you just walk into and like you're just butting heads and doing all sorts of dumb stuff together. So that's like the small stuff's probably the best, but it would be, yeah, like you said, like playing in like a big amphitheater yeah. or something would be pretty rad. Yeah, I think maybe um, I'm not a huge fan of like going to them, but I'd, I'd really like one day to experience like the full like um, like stadium kind of thing where you go in and like it's like a 360 crowd um, and like huge venue like overseas whether it's like somewhere in like Europe or um, America. Like, yeah, they look like a lot of fun and um, the setup behind it too because I think like you'd, you'd have a bit more input into not only the music but like the stage layout and um, the visual side of things as well. So, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. What was the band's highlight of 2021 and what are the goals to make 2022 an even better year? Music video. 100%. The highlight was doing that music video that we did. With, that was a lot of laughs in that. That was the funnest, like, experience ever. Like, just... um, Especially trying to be a lad. <laughs> dressing up as a lad and going to the... Went to the ferry, like, at um in Newcastle. They're, like, right in the heart there in Honeysuckle. Like fools, yeah. Just made fools absolute fools of ourselves. Yeah. We had this guy, like, going, oh, that's not... That's not how you fight. I'll show you how you fight. And he's, like, because we were shadow boxing at this camera in front of our... Our baby, which is a pretty key part of the band, although he does sweet FA, but he's <laughs> he's the man. But um, oh, he was doing things last year. Yeah, he was doing a lot of stuff yeah. last year. But <laughs> so the guy's like gotten up and he's like showing us how to shadow box. I'm like, dude, you're getting in the film clip. And if you watch the film clip, you'll see this just random dude pop up, just shadow boxing with us. Full football man, serious. Yeah, <laughs> which is the funny part. Links with some serious shadow boxing at start. But this guy comes in and he's like. Yeah, it was like an ex-Olympic boxer. Yeah, and he's full on. Was like, his name Spike or something? I can't uh, remember. Can't remember. Yeah, legend as well. Yeah. But um, that was definitely for me the highlight. Just that was such a new experience, and it was really cool seeing, I guess, other people's sort of creative kind of like way of kind of expressing themselves. Like Ollie, who did that with us, was so passionate. So he had such good input with everything he put forward, and he just um he really did help us and kind of guide us through a lot of things and made everything super comfortable and he was i was taken back by just how professional he was like as a as a friend of mine like helping us out like he was just unbelievable so the work he did on that, that's our single ghost if you if you watch that film clip on youtube like it's it's really well put together like it's unbelievable what he did with that like for us that were just like at, at the time just four sort of like just bombs. Like <laughs> he did a really good job. Yeah, so. yeah. What what Ollie brought to the the film that was yeah. Shouts out to Ollie. Yeah. Shout out to Ollie. Yeah. Ollie Lewis, yeah. the man, and Kramer and Georgette. That were epic yeah. too. Yeah. That was so good. Even Melody. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my sister was in there at the cameo. So <laughs> I guess an even better year for 2022. We're putting a lot of work I in. I reckon it's already getting better. You can stand up in the pub now. Yeah. You don't have to wear a mask. Even the, the Yamba gig. So happy about yeah, we've got a gig, our first oh, gig out of town. Actually, I'm so That's in, in Yamba at the uh, Last Rites Bar. It's a new bar that's up there. So we're really excited to do that. We're doing that with our mates in Thorn. Um, they're absolute legends. I, I know Ethan mostly, but like Jason's really cool. All the boys are so yeah. epic. But um, yeah, we're really looking forward to playing out of town a little bit. And we've got a lot of stuff in the works with a new album we're kind of putting together. We've, Tom wants to do 20 songs before we start culling them all. So I'm like, oh, my God, that's a lot of songs. But it'll be really good once we get it done. So that's, like, what I'm really looking forward to is really slapping something down later in the year, too. So. Yeah, I don't know if it's um, set in stone, but um, the potential for another video clip would be pretty fun, too. Yeah. That would be a bit yeah. of a Definitely with Ollie as well. Yeah, mm. That'd be nice. Are there any new releases coming out soon? Soon, I'm going to say yes, but I've realistically, it's going to be in probably like <laughs> six months, but six months time, 
yes big time like yeah probably I'm, I'm calling this like life's life work sort of level stuff so i'm really excited yeah. Is there a song or album recommendation for the podcast listeners to check out that's been released by an artist or band from the Newcastle music scene? Oh, yeah, I've got one. Um, they're called Good Names, called Go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, actually, like that six <laughs> times. <enough. laughs> uh, no, actually, mine would be uh, Sailor and the Flavor, mm. uh, local bands. Um, or Nothing out yet, though, but soon. They're soon, epic. So yeah. Bringing the funk back. And if, if not then, if, if that's not accessible at the moment, um, then, well, we'd definitely be up there. Yeah. They'll have some really big stuff coming yeah. for sure. And all their other stuff's epic, too. If you like that's masterpieces, good, eh? just look at any of their any of their gear. It's hectic. I want to, I really want to throw Bloody High in there again. Yeah, that's, going. that's definitely yeah, um definitely up there right? that and the head nurse they're just if you can listen to two bands like they're they're both different in their own right but like bloody hell like i just have not stopped rinsing that whole thing like it's just there's two songs i scared but like that's once you listen to it you'll understand why it's fine but the head nurse have got that other album which is the whole thing is i can't pick between the two which one's my favorite they're just epic it's worth listening to the head nurse are really fun bloody hell like fun kind of weird fun kind of weird sexy weird fun which people like weird sexy weird fun so it's good i'm gonna shout out to me boys in dust mm, how did i forget those boys <laughs> yeah they're um bunch of legends young fellas just absolutely killing it they so, are yeah. really good yeah there's heaps there's so many good good local bands like i mean i've Tim seen thorn are epic you're not here like there's so many and i've seen you've been putting up um playlists of some local stuff as well which is really cool like that's um honestly like the the local scene's doing so well at the moment and there's so much good stuff out there if you just like listen to any of it you'll end up finding stuff you really like but it's really cool that you're putting that out there too so thank you for that as well yeah, um well it's been great chatting with each of you um and i guess good luck with your i guess upcoming gigs as well as you know working on the new music as well and i'm sure there is that new music video that will appear at some stage it's going to be just as ridiculous as last <laughs> one i reckon i love yeah. those Fooey's videos we're just copying those boys <laughs> yeah no, and, and thank you to amanda for reaching out to yeah. us and, and setting this up it's been awesome yeah thanks so much thank for that you. and what you're doing for everybody's really bad so cheers for that yeah no i appreciate it yeah um follow what's new on the scene on facebook instagram and spotify and you can also listen to the episodes on apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and anchor so the links where you can listen are in the bio on facebook and instagram and make sure to send through your music recommendations to be featured on the podcast each week as part of music of the week so make sure you do that by tuesday at midnight and also check out episodes for lyrically introspective and follow the lyrically introspective page on instagram and facebook we've been what's new on the scene see you next time